My name is Brian Kinsey, and I'm the pastor of First Pentecostal Church in Pensacola. I'm delighted that you're listening to this message, and I hope it blesses your life. If you'd like to submit a prayer request, or if you're interested in a personal Bible study, you can call us at 850-477-1100, or send us an email at firstpent at firstpent.org. We hope you enjoy this message. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, anybody. Amen. I think we ought to start with a little bit of praise after that. Why don't we take a moment and just lift up our voices, clap our hands, and let Jesus know that we're in the building to worship him. Is there anybody here to worship the Lord? I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Praise the name of Jesus. Amen. Don't normally bring my phone to the pulpit, but when your wife is 39 weeks pregnant and at home, you keep your phone nearby if you are away, if you want to live. So I want to live. And if I have a real short message, I'll just throw it to Bishop and he'll fix everything anyway and and then I'll be gone. But thankful to be here. If you love Pastor with all of your heart, why don't you clap your hands and get loud. I love him so much. We have the best pastor in the entire planet. Amen. Yes, we do. And I told the 9 a.m. service, and I'm preaching a different message than I did this morning, but told them there's only one person that makes me a little nervous when I preach, and that's Pastor, because I know he can out-preach me into the ground. And it's very uncomfortable. So if I'm nervous, it's his fault. But we're so blessed to have not just a great pastor, but a great preacher for a pastor also, and a great teacher of the word of the Lord. I give him honor. I give honor to Brother Strobel and Brother Stafford, great preachers in their own right, great futures. love them very much. The book of Exodus chapter 7, verses 8 through 13. Exodus chapter 7, verses 8 through 13. Praise the Lord. When I was a few weeks ago, the Lord began to deal with me about this specific service, and I I felt a straight word from the Lord the entire time when praying for this moment. Exodus 7, verse 8, And the Lord spake unto Moses and unto Aaron, saying, When Pharaoh shall speak unto you, saying, Show a miracle for you, then thou shalt say unto Aaron, Take thy rod and cast it before Pharaoh. It shall become a serpent. Moses and Aaron went unto Pharaoh, and they did so as the Lord had commanded. And Aaron cast down his rod before Pharaoh and before his servants, and it became a serpent. And Pharaoh also called the wise men, the sorcerers. Now the magicians of Egypt, they also did in like manner with their enchantments, for they cast down every man his rod, and they became serpents. But Aaron's rod swallowed up their rods. He hardened Pharaoh's heart, that he hearkened not unto them as the Lord had said. I want to preach to you from the subject this morning, the spirit of Pharaoh. The spirit of Pharaoh. If I had a subtitle, I'd call it the snake fight. But I want to talk to you about the spirit of 
of Pharaoh. Lord Jesus, have your way in this place. Take authority over any spirit, human or demonic, that would come against the word entering into every house today. In Jesus' name, have your way in this place. And somebody said amen. You may be seated. I believe that God is looking for apostolic churches in this last day and hour to rise up and to be vocal. I believe with this pandemic especially that it's the will of God for his church to be more powerful than ever. And I know that we have certain protocols and things we have to abide by. But I do believe that God is raising up apostolic churches that still believe they can have the real demonstration of the power of God despite a pandemic going on. If you were here last Sunday morning, three people received the Holy Ghost in this altar in front of everyone because God is still pouring out his spirit. We are living in the last days, and I believe God's looking for Davids that will confront Goliaths, Daniels that will stand in lion's dens, and Shadrachs that will not bow down to Nebuchadnezzar's. He's looking for churches that want the real thing. I do not believe that sermonizing will work in today's day and age. We are never going back to cute church as it was. God wants real apostolic Holy Ghost church. If you're going to get delivered, you have to be around the real thing. Aren't you thankful that you go to a church that has the real thing every single service? You can be healed in your pew right now. You can be lived, delivered of drugs right now. We have the real thing in here. God's looking for Moses to tell Pharaoh, let my people go. And, and I, when, you, when I think of Pharaoh, I, I think of, of bondage. I think of slavery. I think of baby killing. I think of, of just oppression and, and all kind of horrible cruelties that this man did. And, and yet, for some reason, I've missed this my entire life until a few weeks ago. But when God told Moses, you're going to go confront Pharaoh, the first thing that he's, he's showing Moses that you're going to confront when you face Pharaoh is the spirit of entertainment. He said, Pharaoh is going to talk to you. And the first thing he is going to say is, show me a miracle. Entertain me with the encounters that you've had on holy ground. Entertain me with your anointing. I am afraid that we've got a lot of people that are coming to church now to be entertained by the man of God's anointing. All right, we're going to be quiet, so I'm going to fight that spirit. I believe it's the will of God more than ever for people to recognize that when you have a pastor like you have and you have the anointing flowing, it's not for your entertainment. It's for a transition in your spirit. It's for a transformation in your character. It's to develop and deliver us from what has held us bound. But Pharaoh, the spirit of Pharaoh says, I'm entertained by your power. I'm entertained by your prayer life. I'm entertained by what you've earned on the backside of the desert with your walk with God. I'm entertained by it. Move me, preacher, if you dare. And the problem with the spirit of Pharaoh is this. As soon as church is over, as soon as Moses, you throw the rod down, he has other entertainers. 
And he looks at Janus and Jambres, Timothy called them, the magicians, and said, now you entertain me too. It's the spirit of today that says, entertain me, preacher, entertain me news, entertain me altar call, entertain me social media, entertain me when I'm in the presence of God, entertain me when I'm watching a movie at my house, entertain me during the song service, and entertain me when I'm watching Netflix, entertain me. It's the spirit of Pharaoh. It's quiet in here. I'm not coming after you personally, but I felt strongly in the Holy Ghost. If there's going to be a breakthrough, someone has to recognize this is not a show and this is not a time to get your eyes what they need this is a time to recognize there's a spirit on the loose and it's in the church and it says entertain me and that was created through the pandemic that was created through everyone having to preach online and everyone began to watch services like they watch shows and if they didn't like what you were hearing you could flip to another service or you could just watch something else or you could cook dinner and have church you could just fold the laundry and have church and it pushed us into a corner but the problem is when we came back into church I've got news for you, and I know this is not going to get me popular, but this is not a movie theater, and the seat that you are in, thank you to all 30 of you, this is not a spot, this is my seat I paid for, you didn't pay for your seat, he paid for your seat when he died on a cross, when he shed blood for every human being in this, is there anybody thankful that you've got blood on you and you don't deserve to be here but since you're here you're gonna praise him with everything that you have because he's worthy of worship david said oh clap your hands all ye people and then put your mouth with it and shout unto god with a voice of triumph hallelujah Entertain me, Moses. Entertain me, Janice and Jambres. Entertain me. And the problem is when you get stuck in an entertainment type of mentality, you unleash a holy snake fight in the atmosphere. Because what you experience in church now has to war with what you watch at home. I feel like preaching. I'm trying to be all calm, but I feel that old evangelist anointing. And now you've got your breakthrough warring with your breakdown and your anointing warring with your addiction. And you feel one way in here and one way at home, and you, you can't stop feeding both dogs. You, you want to be in church. You want to be around this. This feels good. But then when you're alone... That's why it's quiet. That's why people have no problem being entertained at church and then watching trash when they're by themselves. It's because they've got a Pharaoh spirit where I like house of God stuff and I like house of the world stuff. And now you've got a snake fight on your hands. You've got God trying to war for your future while hell's trying to not let go. Your entertainment spirit needs to hear one thing. That entertainment spirit is coming up against a snake that was birthed on holy ground. 
that snake became a snake on holy ground. And if entertainment thinks it can compete with apostolic demonstration and power, it's got another thing coming. Can I say what I feel? What you're experiencing in here is doing more for you than anything you're watching out there. And the reason why some of you cannot clap and you cannot stand is because you're so glued to the news and negative reports that hell has you wrapped up. I wish somebody would go Moses on the devil right now and say, I'm about to show you who I really serve. I serve a God that can deliver his people. I serve a God that can rescue his kids. I serve a God that can deliver anybody. Somebody praise the name that's above every other name. Hallelujah. It's dangerous when you're trying to have two different mentalities. You're trying to live for God in his presence, but then you won't disconnect from the entertainment. It's like Samson. He could go and take two 1,500-pound gates of Gaza, 3,000 pounds, and carry them up a mile and a half hill at a 45-degree angle and set those 3,000 pounds down, and everybody was scared to death. That was powerful, and he would leave that breakthrough and go straight to Delilah's house. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a little worried that the devil's whispering this very thing to a lot of people, that you can reward your spiritual consecration with fleshly activity. You can reward your morning prayer life with nightly, oh boy. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. It's, it's, it's amazing how you can, you just deserve to, you prayed seven minutes this morning. You deserve seven hours on your phone. Y'all don't want to shout, so we're going to dig. <laughs> you deserve to chill. It's a pharaoh spirit that says plagues are everywhere, but I'm fine in the palace. This world's going to hell, but I'm fine. Let me watch my show. I don't even like what you're preaching, preacher. You know why you don't like it? Because the demon near you don't like it. Because sooner or later, when you get around to real power, you've got to choose, do I want my entertainment or do I want what I feel when I'm around the... And I dare someone this morning, I dare somebody in the Holy Ghost to look hell in the eye and say, I've watched that the last time. I've given to that the last time. You're not getting my attention for five hours, but I belong to God. My mind belongs to God. My kids belong to God. Dangerous when you're trying to have two different things going at the same time. Remember when Paul was in the ship as a prisoner, he said, Don't get in that storm. And they took off anyway. Bible said they went to a place where two seas met and they tried to drive the ship in two different currents going opposite direction and they crashed the ship because you can't survive in two flows at the same time. 
You can't be a you can't watch God do things in here and then go home and watch anything you want and survive this kind of storm, this kind of pandemic. One of two things is going to happen to every person in this room. You're either going to survive and be closer to God when it's over, or you're going to walk away from God because entertainment demands an answer. Are you going to sit and be stuck and be a statue and not change, or are you going to say, "Get off of me! Let me get back to the..." Let me get back to the sanctuary. Let me get back to the atmosphere. Someone ought to shake a snake off in the fire right now. You've been just you've been struggling with this and watching that. Why don't you just put that in the fire and say, not anymore? Luke eleven thirty four. Jesus said, The light of the body is the eye. Therefore, when thine eye is single. Thy whole body is full of light. But when thine eye is evil, thy body also is full of darkness. What do you mean? There is a spirit that wants to convince the child of God that just because you are watching it and you're not participating in it means it's okay. Well, I'm not doing what I'm watching. But you're entertained by it. And your eyes are the doorways to your soul. Boy, now, I'm going I'm to date my own self right now. But, but Michael Landon, the one that played Charles Ingalls on Little House in the Prairie, died of cancer in his 40s, said this. He said, uh, watching entertainment is in your living room is being entertained by strangers who you would never really let in your living room if you knew them. That wasn't a preacher. That was one of the actors that said, if you knew what really went on here, you wouldn't want us in your house at all. But the light to the soul, the, the window to the soul is the eye. And there's a spirit that says just because you don't do it, there's nothing wrong with you watching it. Listen, that's a game that hell wants you to play. He's flirting with your eye. That's why Delilah took Samson's eyes out as soon as she could because they understand if you lose your vision for the real thing and you become blind to what God has for you, there's nothing in this world that can stop you from going down, down. Down, it's quiet. Down. And he said, I'm just entertained by all this. This is so cool. We have such a great pastor. He pre- if you weren't here Wednesday night, you might want to get the CD if you want a word from God. He didn't even get to finish it. I can't wait till he finishes it. If you skip Wednesday night, oh, it's really quiet. <laughs> Sunday morning shouters, except not shouting. Sunday morning sitters. What has your attention so strongly at home that you'd rather watch that than be in here? That's quiet. Y'all don't have to lie to me. I'm hated everywhere. Let me tell you something. There's nothing in your house coming through a screen that can compete with what you hear on a Wednesday night in this building from your... There's nothing in this world that can compete to what you get to hear. We are so blessed, and you ought to thank God that you're blessed to have this kind of word constantly coming every Wednesday to you. Every Wednesday. <laughs> Let me move on before I get in trouble. So, so he's entertained by it, and the problem is that Moses and Aaron's rod ate the rods of the magicians. You'd think Pharaoh would disconnect right there from the entertainment. Okay, this Moses has more power than Janus does. 
But instead, they go to round two, and they go to the river, and the water show breaks out. And Moses and Aaron turn the water into blood. And Pharaoh says, let's see what uh, my old entertainment can do for me. And they turn the water into blood. And the New Living Translation says this, that when Pharaoh saw it, he went into his house and put it out of his mind. In other words, he said, this is just a couple of... It's just a couple of shows going on. This, this guy's got real power. This guy's got real magic. He works in miracles. He works in sorcery. And he's literally entertained while all the water in Egypt is about to turn to blood. But he can't feel it. Just entertained by it. Just entertained by it. And so then... The next plague is frogs, and this is where it gets real. Uh, Moses commands, and frogs come everywhere. That's a bad day, by the way, if frogs are everywhere. Maybe not some of you. Maybe you like to eat frogs every day. I don't but they are everywhere. And he calls the old entertainers. Here comes Janice and Jambres. Frogs. And there's so many frogs that Pharaoh's starting to get frustrated. Just get them out of the palace. I mean, just get them away from me. This is gross, Moses. Get these frogs out of here. And Moses says, when do you want the frogs to leave? And Pharaoh says, tomorrow. The, I want you to get this if you get nothing else. The number one signal you are drunk and intoxicated on entertainment is you want your deliverance tomorrow. Let me say this too. Entertainment does not kill your desire to consecrate. It doesn't kill the desire. It kills the discipline to consecrate. Entertainment says, I want a prayer life, but I want it to start tomorrow. I want to start reading my Bible tomorrow. I want to start fasting next week. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. I want to get closer to God next month. I want to go to Made for More next time. I want to get closer next week. You're drunk. You're intoxicated by something that's going on now. Entertainment doesn't kill when you come in the house of God, your desire to worship, your desire to break forth, your desire to shout. It doesn't kill it. It kills the discipline to do it on Monday and Tuesday. Oh, I feel Jesus. And Wednesday. I want it, but I just want it later. I want to change, but I just don't want to change right now. You see, I'm in the middle of this series. And I'm not going to know what's going to happen if I turn it off. Oh, my goodness. I'm so sorry. Can I tell you what's going to happen if you don't turn it off? I remember one time I called out that spirit of pornography on a Zoom call, and a guy called me later and said, Brother Herring, I've been struggling with it. And as soon as you said it, my eyes went blind. And I started screaming, Jesus, 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 over and over, until after several seconds later, my eyesight returned to me. And I realized I was playing games with something. I had no idea because God took my vision away to let me know what he, I want to talk to someone right now. You need to stop entertaining demons. And, oh, I feel it's, it's quiet right there. That's why some of you aren't shouting right now because that spirit's in your house. You got to cut that thing's head off and say, absolutely not. As for me and my house, we. Come on, dad. How can the teenager pray through when you're letting snakes in? Come on, mom. How can your daughter have a prayer life when you don't want anything to do? 
Somebody just ignore me and worship God a moment right now. I dare you. Just praise God and let the enemy know I'm done with that game. You ought to, you ought to, that's, that's perfectly fine. You ought to do something right now to let the adversary see it. My eyes belong to Jesus. My ears belong to Jesus. My mind belongs to Jesus. Somebody shout, deliver me today. <laughs> Right now, tomorrow, Moses, just one more night with the frogs, one more night watching the show, one more night living this way, one more night being carnal, one more sip. Steve Gallagher wrote in his book, Intoxicated with Babylon, the average American sees 9,000 sexual scenes a year on their screens. That's quiet. It's real. Entertainment. And so Pharaoh said, all right, deliver me tomorrow. And the next plague, God said, was turn the ground into lice, or as some translation call it, ticks. Turn the ground into lice. And Pharaoh is so drunk on entertainment. He says, bring the magicians. You do it too. And they go to turn the ground into lice for the strobel, and they couldn't do it. There comes a moment if you hang around this house long enough that what you watch at home will not be able to compete with what you hear in here. And the name Janus means to vex. And now, do you know why some of you are vexed by entertainment that you used, inter- used, used to love? Because you've been in an atmosphere where the word is coming to your house on a constant basis. And what used to entertain you is now vexing you because it cannot compete with what you are hearing in this house. And pastor, those men looked at Pharaoh and said, this is the finger of God. You know what I'm trying to tell you? Your entertainment is screaming at you. I cannot do for you what the man of God can do every time you're in his presence. Oh, it's quiet, see? You know why you pet your golf clap in that one? Because your ears are glued to what you're watching and what you're attached to. But let me tell you what's really going on. The spirit behind the entertainment knows that if you get around this house long enough and you get enough altar calls and you get enough Wednesday nights in you, you will change and you will not want what you've been desiring because there's a word that's transforming your life. And so Pharaoh realizes, oh, my goodness, these, these magicians can't hang with Moses. This show isn't as powerful as this show. So he disconnects from the magicians. They're never heard from. They're done. But he doesn't submit to the Moses. He just keeps watching the show. 
Now I'm going to find some of you that don't watch entertainment, but you're still entertained. <laughs> you're not glued. You're not addicted to stuff. But you're, you're, you got glue on your seat. <laughs> oh, that was good preaching, y'all. <laughs> I'm going to just walk right among you so you can just get a good look at my face and hate me all you want. <laughs> I'm not addicted to stuff, so I'm not moving. No, the problem is, is you can disconnect from entertainment, from the world, and still be entertained by church. You know how? You know why this happens? I'll tell you the number one reason why church entertains you. You've forgotten what he's delivered you from. Well, thank you to all three of you. Because if you really look back at what he did, how he did it, when he did it, I could put the mic down right now and you would not need one other word because you would know if it had not been for the mercy and the grace of God, I would be lost right now. But look where I'm at. I'm in the house of the king. I just find it interesting that Pharaoh wasn't moved until the plague hit his house. And when it killed his kid, he said, get out of here. And the last words Pharaoh say to Moses, watch this. The last words Pharaoh says to Moses are these words. And bless me also. Not, can you pray for my kid? I was wrong. You can leave, but can you deliver? Can you raise? If you can do all these miracles, can you pray, can you pray for my kid? No. Bless me. Because entertainment convinces the child of God all you need is blessings. No matter who's dying in your house. No matter who's going to hell. No matter who you lost. All you need is a good word that entertains you, and then you'll be just fine. And the problem is, when Moses left, Pharaoh's like, there's no more show. And so they got in his chariots, and he chases Moses. Oh, can I preach to you? He started by saying, give me miracles to watch, and he dies watching miracles because he rode his chariot into a Red Sea and God drowned him and God got honor upon Pharaoh the Bible said and his horsemen and his chariots how bad do you need the entertainment that's why Elijah told Ahab after three and a half years of no rain there's a sound of the abundance of rain and you better move because the same rain that's going to bless the people of God will drown you if you're a watcher the same rain that brings revival will drown you if you're a critical spectator that always has an opinion that's negative about what the church is doing. I wish you'd shut your mouth and open your eyes and recognize I've got something entertaining me that needs to be cut off so I can hear the voice of God. The difference between a Moses and a Pharaoh is Pharaoh says... Show me the miracles. And Moses says, show me your glory. The difference in a Pharaoh and a Moses is this. 
Pharaoh's there to watch the show. Moses is there to be the show. <laughs> oh, I feel like preaching that. That's why Michael can look at a window and watch worship and say, oh, you're being a fool. David, why are you dancing like that? Why are you shouting like that? You're just trying to show off. You're the king. You should be dignified. You've been saved 30 years. Why are you still in the, all in the front like a new convert? I'm sorry that you're over your salvation experience. Something has convinced you it was no big deal. But I was headed straight to a lake of fire. And every time I'm in his presence, I just want to remember... And David said, I'm not here for a show. I'm here to give him the show because he's the king and his eyes see everything. And I want him to see me worshiping him and adoring him. You know what some of you ought to do right now in a pandemic? I know you can't run the aisles, but some of you could if you wanted to. You ought to get up on your feet in your pew and just do a little worship to the Lord. Get on your feet. Maybe dance a little bit. Why? Because you're letting the enemy know, I'm here to give God everything that I can. He's been too good to me. He's blessed me so much. He protected my family. He delivered me. He's healed me. He's rescued me. Now, Black David said, oh, clap your hands, all ye people. Ready? And shout with a voice of triumph. Could be locked up, but I'm in the house of God. Could be in a graveyard, but I'm praising. Could be on drugs, but I'm in my right mind. He's too good. I've got to give him a show. I've got to worship him. Stay standing. The church is about to leave this world. And you need to choose if you're going or if you're watching. Because if you're going, when you cross that Red Sea, Miriam, she got the tambourine out. And she said, the horsemen, the chariot, they tried to get us. But the Lord drowned them in the sea. There's something about the church that knows how to sing and knows how to shout and knows how to celebrate even when they're in a pandemic. The church knows how to worship. Pharaoh knows how to watch. But the church knows how to worship. Are there any Miriams in the house? Are there any Moseses in here that will let the enemy know we're leaving? We're leaving. And we're going to a city whose builder and maker is God. I feel the witness of the Holy Ghost. I feel the wind in here right now. I feel the breath of the Almighty saying, it's time. It's time to get your eyes right. It's time to get your spirit right. It's time to get your mind focused. Set your face toward the new Jerusalem. This world has nothing for you. (laughs) 
Entertainment is bondage. Entertainment is bondage. But when you get in the presence of God, the anointing is deliverance. The anointing sets you free. You want to hear from God? Turn down the noise. I'm going to let it sit here. Oh, Shana. Well, it's easier to it's easier to scroll through social media than it is to read the Bible, preacher. I the Bible's just I can't do more than 5 minutes. I just fall asleep. You know why? Because you're in entertainment mode, not warfare mode. Warfare says, I've got to have this. I've got to get protected. I've got to get a word from God. I've got to get fed for the day. I'm fighting spirits. I'm fighting the enemy. They want my kids. They want my marriage. I've got to hear from God. But if it's entertainment, it's, well, I'll just try to stay awake. And you've put the word in the same category as Netflix or Amazon Prime. It doesn't fit there. It's never going to connect. This word shall stand forever. Heaven and earth shall pass away, he said. But my, in fact, Psalms that he's magnified his word far above his name. You know what would be awesome in this house? You know what the greatest altar call would be? Is if you took this word to your house and you whipped out your Bible on Sunday afternoon or Sunday night and didn't wait till Tuesday to try to pray this week. What, what would happen? Oh, God, I feel you. What would happen in this sanctuary of believers if somebody got a prayer life today? Not wait till Monday, but I'm going to start something right now. I'm going to cut the enemy off and I'm going to connect myself to what God has. This is what the Lord told me. He said, at the end of your message, because I asked him, how do you want me to end it? He said, here's how you end it. Turn it to the Moses of the atmosphere and let him speak. And so, without further ado, let's welcome our pastor, not with an entertainment philosophy or spirit, but let's go right now in the Holy Ghost. I believe that the Lord's about to speak through the man of God. I wish you'd stop patty-caking it, and I wish you'd get your mouth open and let a roar come from the atmosphere and let the demons hear. I have troubled the waters. It is time for the word of the Lord to come forth. The Lord is among us. The Lord is among us. Go ahead and clap your hands to Jesus. <laughs> Lift up your voice in this house. Give him praise and glory and honor. You know what's so powerful about this message that you need to really focus in on? is that you can start doing this that he preached right now. You don't have to go through six months of therapy. You don't need a six-week revival. You don't need to fast for 40 days. You just need to start now. You say, well, I've done everything he's, he said he preached about. Well, start now. By changing it at all. Turn to somebody and say, I'm going to. Don't tell them to start now. Now, if that's your family, turn to them and say, I'm starting now. 
But y'all are not excited about that at all. Start now. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm going to be here Wednesday night. I don't care what's on Netflix. I don't care what they've got going on. I'm going to be here, you see. You all standing up clapping because you're in an entertainment mode because you were entertained by the message, but you haven't made a decision to do nothing. But somebody needs to make a decision and a commitment. I'm going to serve the Lord. I need a word from the Lord. I need to hear from God. I need an anointing that'll swallow up the serpent. If you don't think we're fighting the serpent, you don't think we're in a battle. My God, we're in a battle. And we're in a fight. And you got to get into warfare mode. If we don't, we will be defeated by the spirits of this age. But if we get into warfare mode and do exactly what we've heard today, God's going to honor it, and he's going to give us victory. Now, I want you to connect with your family right now, and I want you to pray in Jesus' name together. And we're going to believe that God, and I'm going to ask Brother Strobel to come and pray. And he's going to conclude the service. There's power in this place right now to deliver you. There's power in this house right now. And if you need special prayer, if you want God to touch you and to minister to you, I want you to come and stand in the front. And I want you to, we'll pray with you and we'll meet you down here. If you need a special touch of prayer and you need a miracle in your life, God's able to do that. Brother Strobel. Would you lift your hands right now all over this place? In the midst of this message, I believe that God has shown you. I believe that God has has given you understanding when Brother Herring was preaching and Pastor just spoke of some things in our lives that need to change. And I believe that right now we can make a declaration that we are going to make that change. Whatever it takes, we are going to change course and we're going to make sure that we get this entertainment culture out of our minds and out of our hearts. Would you lift your voice right now unto the Lord and make that commitment, not unto me and not unto your neighbor and not unto your family but this commitment is unto the Lord and you're committing yourself to focusing upon him and his word and getting rid of all the other distractions and the noise that's hindering your relationship with him. I'd say would you lift your voice all over this place and would you call out unto the Lord right now would you call out unto his name he's able to deliver he's able to save he's able to help right now but you've got to make a choice You've got to be determined that you're going to let it go in the name of the Lord Jesus right now. Lord, the things that you've shown us, the things that you have spoke to us today, we're going to put it into action right here and right now. We're going to ask you, Lord, that you give us the strength and the wisdom to walk in the word in which you have given. In the name of Jesus, we pray. In the name of the Lord Jesus, let it be done in Jesus' name. We hope you enjoyed this message. Please reach out to us if you have any questions. We can be found at firstpent.org. That's F-I-R-S-T. 
P-E-N-T dot org. If you're ever in Pensacola, Florida, we hope you visit us. Be blessed in Jesus' name.